Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening, I've got some bad news for you, or some good news, depending on how you look at it. I think that this is going to be fun. The following episode has been, it's the audio clips that we ended up with while recording this particular episode were not great. Uh, We've been recording remotely for the past few episodes, and this one was particularly troublesome. We had a lot of connection issues. There was a substantial amount of freezing audio spikes just i don't i don't even know what to call half the things i'm not a uh, it's essentially a lot of what you might hear may sound incoherent which listening to previous episodes i don't think that it's going to be too far out of the norm just wanted to give you a friendly little heads up it might sound slightly more odd than usual but i really hope that you enjoy it just the same welcome to hellfest to think of immediately like the the setup is neat i'm pretty sure the first thing that we see as a viewer is this like disgusting gross like never soft quality giant eyeball yeah that spectates as people walk in so it's like oh okay like this is at least i'm gonna get some really cool visuals out of this film because uh, that animatronic is like oh man i i really thought that was pretty hip that was yeah i thought it was great that was a nice thing um like the visuals in this film yeah. are, are fucking rad for the most part oh yeah we get like a lot of cool neon lights and the, the lighting was nice mm-hmm. it was very halloweeny extremely halloweeny lighting extremely halloweeny um, oh that's a fun thing to say no no, no. <laughs> you almost did didn't you <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm resisting the urge to have a, a 30 second Oh, that's okay. that's a nice view. Now I can see the corner of my stairwell from my camera. That's not creepy at all. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 if I see anything scary up or down. Ooh. Okay, I'd rather not see it. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going um, back. I, I guess I kind of skimmed over the fact that there's a opening segment of... We, we see a, a masked person in a previous year of Hellfest uh, brutally murdering someone inside of a haunted house attraction. Totally. Uh, and this comes up when Taylor and uh, another character are trying to spook Natalie on their way into Hellfest by describing that event and just stating that that did happen a few years prior. So like, hey, you know, like, this stuff's all fun and, you know, well and good. But, uh, there was one event. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it really lets the fear sink in. You never know, you might actually be in danger. Well, I mean, that is the scariest part of haunted houses. Like, yeah. I'm sure that any time we talk about a haunted house, this is going to come up. And I know that it's something that's come up every single time we've talked about it in reality. Like, going to a haunted house or whatever is just... It's the perfect place to go if you're going to try and kill somebody. Especially if it's you don't care who it is. You just hang out there. You, people, like... Because of your suspension of disbelief while you're there, it's if something bad were to happen it would be too late because it would be already happening and you wouldn't realize that it was wasn't a part of the show until you are get already getting stabbed up and that's pretty much a perfect elevator pitch for this film well yeah in fact i think i think the film haunt 
does it does what this film is trying to do way better. Much. I better. mean, they're different stories, but they're both people die at ha- at a haunted house or similar. Yeah, I think it's the same premise. Yeah. The the same. You're actually in danger, haunted house. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one, we basically follow a single masked murder mm-hmm. with a. Ah, I thought it was a. It's a it's a cool villain mask. It's very simple. Yeah, I love the design of the mask. It's uh. Yeah, it, it just looks like unhealthy flesh. Yeah, a simple, simple mask. And then we find out later. Oh, I guess we can talk about that later. Yeah, I thought the design of the the killer was uh fine i mean it's pretty it's pretty simple to have a tall dude in work boots jeans a hoodie and a mask because like that's pretty standard attire so it kind of helps you bring that into reality in your mind blends in nice with the crowd Mm -hmm. you got a nice little cookie there cole yeah this is is the last one okay (laughs) I've got a two-cookie limit. <laughs> <laughs> this film was... I feel like this is a perfect type of film where is If you have someone that you want to show or introduce to horror, and like they watched it when they were way younger, and they're like, no, 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 I really can't watch horror movies. Mm-hmm. I think this one's a pretty safe bet. Where you're like... Honestly, as long as you watch it with someone, like it, it's... I'm confident that they'll be fine. Yeah, I think the people that dislike this movie for the most part are real horror heads because there isn't like aside from the general idea of a murderer hanging out in a haunted house there's nothing really scary about this movie i think that this film is the equivalent of like what what drowning pool was to me relative to metal music when i was in like elementary school yeah no that's a that's a perfect analogy because it's like it's it's like it's a a gateway drug yeah and again like for amy forsyth i'm stoked that she has been in now three different horror things in a very short period of time and it seems like each one is subsequently better she carried this film in my opinion i thought that like like she's just straight up like a really good actor i hope her back's all right i don't get it just carrying the film. <laughs> oh god damn. Sorry, it's been a long day at work. Uh yeah. Uh her like yeah, all of her dialogue with um her best friend Brooke and her love interest Gavin, like all of that feels supernatural. Um those relationships feel I mean about as real as they possibly could. There's not really enough character development to truly care about any of these people, but that's also kind of the point. Yeah, no, I, I liked her interaction with Brooke. I liked watching the... They did a very, very subtle romance subplot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess subtle's not the right word. I just mean, like, they, they didn't waste a lot of time with it, rather. Yeah, you got just enough of it to kind of start rooting for them. yeah. Before before Gavin gets murdered. Man, yeah. Like, okay, so... I'm not typically... I think we've already talked about this a few times, but, like, when I think horror movies, I don't typically jump into, like, slasher territory. So I'm already kind of predisposed to not be super into this one. I think if you're going to make a slasher film, 
you have to really deliver on the slashing and the gashing and the goring and all of that shit, you know? Like, I feel like we only had three three kills maybe that were, like, interesting. His was one of them. Back to the, the drowning pool comparison. Right. I keep forgetting. Uh, I think that this film is like a real let the bodies hit the floor quality <laughs> violence. Um, it, it's it's reminiscent of like a high school theater production where you've got that one kid that signed up for it. They never have speaking roles. They just want to be the character that like hits stuff. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that we got a lot of very interesting gore here, which is it seems like such a waste when you're dealing with the atmosphere of like the haunted house. Absolutely. And it got an R rating. So like they should have been able to really fucking juice it up. It felt, it honestly felt way more like a PG 13. I was just like, sorry, now that you say that I would have guessed that this was a PG 13, Mm -hmm. but there are moments where like, now that you've mentioned that it got an R rating, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I guess it would not have, past for pg-13 mm-hmm. it just feels like a very very light r-rated film totally i feel like if you're just... gonna get an r rating you should really make it worth it <laughs> yeah like oh man if you snipped a few things out but then you, you didn't make the cut for pg-13 like hey guys i'm sorry we can't do pg-13 like we, we gotta slap the r sticker back on there like i i can't help but feel like i would like hang up the phone with excitement like turn back to my editors and be like all right guys like looks like meets back on the back market. Oh, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got, like, a room full of, like, yeah yeah looks like we're filming that shower scene after all fuck yeah i mean that's 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 one thing i'm missing from my contemporary horror films is just <laughs> I, leering at a bunch <laughs> of pretty young women when when we watched christine you have like that 40 year old dude <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Repperton. I was watching, I watched both versions of Carrie recently. Yeah. In the old version, we open up to a shower scene and like there's, oh yeah, you you see everything. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was just kind of like watching and I did my like, you know, little grin of like the 80s or like, oh yeah, here's the, oh wait, hold up. And then I reminded myself that I'm sure that these people were all like well into their 20s. Yeah, you can. You're like, that's how we used to do it. yeah. If you're under 18, you're not showing the boobs, but if you're playing someone 18 or under and you are older, let those puppies uh, fly. Let's <laughs> get into a weird zone. Yeah, the 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 new version of Carrie is. We'll talk about those films at another point, but it is very watered down. Hmm. Um, but just the shower scene is like everyone's covered up. Like this is a locker room filled with nuns. <laughs> and I, I think that a lot of them are actually younger people perhaps, which is why, cause I know that the, uh, a few of them for sure, like definitely like these are not people in their twenties. Hmm. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, either way, just, you know, if anyone's curious about my opinion, I'm just for the sake of keeping the kids in school and getting a proper education. <laughs> I think that we should go back <laughs> 25 year olds to play 18 year olds fuck yeah make I'm movies charge of that. Make, mo- my promise. make movies media again uh i can't even remember where oh yeah sorry yeah already filmed back game. oh yeah oh, oh yeah okay so i mean we're roughly kind of skirting around skirt um 
the death of Gavin. Uh, I thought that was pretty well done. I don't. I think they could have lingered on the aftermath of that mallet. Okay, so I like his throat getting slammed by the handle of that mallet. Well, that was pretty dope, and he's like crawling around like. <laughs> but then he just like once his head gets popped, we get like a glance at the gore, but they really could have. There's like a there's a middle ground between the lingering gore of Midsummer and the half second of gore that we see in this scene. Like you could you could find a little middle ground there and like see something more exciting and titillating. At least it's for the most part I'd say it's consistent. So like the the film does have yeah. a flavor, and yeah, it's it's definitely more in the uh, safe territory. Mm-hmm. Like so, so once again, like for myself, I really think that the, this is a good entry level for this is a this is a Halloween film, for sure. You know, just, uh, something something spooky while you're car. Man, it's weird now. Now when I say things, I I only hear myself saying them in previous episodes. <laughs> I think that the the first season of Cat Dad Details later is gonna have five times where I mention like, now this is a good pumpkin carving movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm telling the truth every time. Uh, this is yeah, for sure. Like we have such a good roster. Like you could you could have like a three day pumpkin carving marathon with the amount of movies that are great for the background, but like aren't something that you're gonna sit down and like really pay attention to. It's an hour and a half. It's it's a ninety minute film. It felt long. To it me. did. And I I definitely. I didn't necessarily lose steam halfway through. I just felt that I lost focus at certain points. Absolutely. And then something would happen. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm back in. And I obviously try to pay attention on account of uh, knowing that we need to record and discuss these films. Totally. There, I mean, there's not a lot of, like, variance in tension or in, um, like, pacing or anything. It's just kind of like... Basically, this movie feels, for the most part, one note, kind of the whole time. Very one note. Which, like, it's an attractive note. It looks good. Again, the dialogue is great, um, for the most part. Uh, the design of a lot of the things are cool. Um, but nothing about it feels... Uh, fuck, man, now that you already said the drowning pool thing, that's all I can think of. And it's a perfect... It's perfect. There's no way better way to say it. I don't even need to talk about anything else. This is the drowning pool of horror movies. <laughs> I'm fine with this being like a 15 minute episode where we're like, so basically this film is like drowning pool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um. uh, I mean, I did. Okay. So the design of the haunted house aspect is really good. Um, yeah. I like knowing you and I, like I would fucking love to go to this thing. Um, although now that I've seen a few haunted house horror movies, I'm pretty, I, it would kind of be stupid of me to go to one. Because I know what can happen. Hey, yeah. Uh, you know, you want to make a cake, you gotta break a few eggs. So. Hey, fair point. Fair point. Um, I, I do think like the the reason I'm so torn on how I feel about this movie is because of the atmosphere. Because uh, I'm such a sucker for a film that allows me to escape to a, a an actual location where I want to be for mm. an extended period of time, and I, I could actually see myself watching this movie in the future. Once again, more than likely while I'm carving pumpkins or just... It's, it's a background movie. But only for the sake of being in this actual 
event. Like, even right now, I don't know where I fully stand on this movie. I'm... Yeah, I kind of got to, like, work it out in my mind. All, all the visual aspects were done very nicely. I did... Okay, so one gory area that was good is when that one character gets stabbed in the eye. That was well done. Oh! Yeah. I... Okay, so back to... Just because I, I said, like, I forgot that this was an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that they were going to do it. Really? I because you thought they were going to get that cut. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was... I thought that this film was too tame up until that point. That stands out. Yeah. That's one of those things... Like, actually, the effect of... Gavin's head being smashed by a mallet and then this dude getting stabbed in the eye like both of those kills are like reasonably gory and at least with this one we get enough lingering to like really stand I guess there's just like no consistency here because like one of the kills looks awesome and you get enough meat from it but then the other one you just get this quick snippet and that's it it almost feels like it was written by two different people that had a very uh, similar interests, mm. but a completely different vision of where they wanted the film to go. Well, it was written and directed, as far as I know, by the guy who did Happy Death Day, which I, neither have I, but I remember seeing trailers and being like, that is not for me. So I'm sure we're going to end up talking about it at some point. Can't wait. The, the, the eye gouge scene is cool though. Like that, that's a, they 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 stuck the landing. You could almost say they nailed it. Yeah, that, that that scene really makes you like put down the cup of tea for a moment and raise an eyebrow. Like, oh, <laughs> mm, bravo! <laughs> good, good show. I'm <laughs> uh, I, I, I have a very hard time watching eyeballs get gouged, but yeah, I dude, eyes, can't teeth, look away. eyes, teeth, nails. Penises. Actually, I'm thinking of probably. Antichrist. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's 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 corn. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I know that we need to talk. I know that we will talk about it at some point, but like. Oh, I don't know if we will. That's like season 17, man. I'm not ready to watch that. And it's been 11 Ooh. years. Yeah. You, I'm, you I'm, can I'm, only watch a man. Go through that Mm-mm. so many times, and that amount is once. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, do yourselves a favor and uh, go watch Antichrist by Lars von Trier. So fucking, it'll stick with you. Uh, was there were there any parts of this towards the end where the frame rate got really weird on your end? Did you uh, notice not, anything? Not right, you have that super high def TV too. I forgot about that. Um, as I was watching it, like a couple of the scenes towards the end when it's like, um, Natalie and Brooke, like going through that last little chunk of haunted house. Um, so it just felt really super strange frame rate, but that might've just been my connection. I don't know. Uh, just cause you brought her up. I, I don't feel like I've touched on Brooke much. Good character. Um, yeah. Her name's rain something. That's not good reporting. One sec. Edwards. Rain Edwards. Rain spelled like a king's rain. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You know, like oh, when, a, when a king... Rain. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a terminology. Like, <laughs> it was a kingly rain, like with a Y or something. Huh. 
<laughs> a um, no, but you mean yes, uh, the actual king's reign. Yes, like the reign of the king. Yes, which makes <laughs> infinitely more sense. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh, she was in the bold in the beautiful. We used to watch that when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah, oh, sorry, I thought you were calling her bold and beautiful. Well, um, she is, but she was yes. on the soap opera The Bold and the Beautiful. Whoa, god damn. Jeez Louise. All right. Sorry, I got distracted there. Some, uh... <laughs> I get it. Yeah. What are we talking yeah, no, about? I, I, uh, I, I liked her chemistry with Natalie. Yeah. And I think that you already mentioned it, but like they did a, they, they did a good job of establishing their friendship and like it, it actually felt as though it was a real existing relationship mm-hmm. but actually let's backtrack a little bit uh i have two trains of thought here so bear with me first one is when they're in that like mock-up of a schoolroom. it's the first time they see the killer and he's chasing a chick and they think it's just all a part of the show natalie stays and watches him stab this chick and in fact says like well do it because he's just standing there or sitting there with the knife poised waiting like watch looking at natalie and about to kill this woman anyway that's when he starts following her around but like in that situation you can kind of tell when something is real yeah i i did think that scene was a little bit like given where they are uh like the suspension of disbelief and in, in watching somebody kill somebody and not really think anything of it. The second that kind of goes along with that is when, and it made me think of it when you mentioned that they're in the part of the park where you're allowed to touch people, for which they had to sign a waiver and everything. On the way there, the only way to get there is taking this like love tunnel tram thing. And it breaks down, obviously, while Amy is in there by herself um, because her date... uh, equivalent gavin is at this point dead but she doesn't know um but when it breaks down and then she starts freaking out and there's the who we assume is the killer because he's a big dude in a hoodie wearing that mask and then they get to the outside of that tunnel and we see like five dudes who all look like that i don't know exactly where i was going with this except that like i'm curious about how the killer knew that these dudes were a character at this place or if that was just a happy accident no they were part no they're part of the park because at the end when the cops think that they've found him they tackle that one kid pull the mask up and it's just like a confused looking kid yeah yeah i don't know i i think that there was i don't think that this is gonna be too much of a shock at this point so i'm just gonna say i i I didn't 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 score this film overly high in my head yeah (laughs) i think that it's you know, it's it really is like that. This is I, I I enjoyed it. There's, but it's yeah. I don't I don't think that this is like the the pinnacle of good writing for all like these little plot twists and yeah. everything. I thought I it, was want, just, it was written to get them out of the hole. Yeah, I wonder if this dude is supposed to be an employee of this haunted house thing of Hellfest oh. because he gets home. Wait, do we are we? Are we cool with getting to the end of this? Jump wherever you want to go. Okay, so I actually really like this final scene. We see this dude enter a house, open a cabinet that's full of a bunch of different kinds of masks and some other mementos like photos and things. 
He hangs up his mask. He deposits the photo booth photos that he stole from Natalie and Gavin. He then uh, walks into a house and you see this girl sleeping on a couch. She wakes up and you kind of get the feeling like, oh, I wonder if he's going to kill this chick. I already knew that he wasn't um, because I'm super smart. But it turns out to be a little girl and she's like, oh, daddy, you're home. Did you bring me anything? So it's almost like she knew that he was going to be at this place. I'm going to work at the donut shop. I'll bring back some donuts. And that donut this time is a weird teddy bear thing. Job of the toy store, maybe. But anyway, I do like the fact that this killer seems to have a regular life and is just like, I mean, that's that's what you always hear, or not always, but often hear about serial killers. Is that, you know, he's a, just a normal guy. He, like, kept to himself and, like, the BTK killer had a full-on family and and lived his whole life and was, like, a pillar of the community. Um, John Wayne Gacy, same kind of thing. Like, it's pretty common trope when it comes to serial killers. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I can just hear the freaking Israel Keys laugh in my head. And I guess we have to mention this to uh, check out last podcast on the left. Oh, I yeah. Hope, I, 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 I hope that wasn't his real laugh. I hope it was. That guy's a fucking douche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I do hope it's his real Fuck laugh. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, last podcast on the left and the whole last podcast network. They're the fucking best. And go listen to all those shows. But yeah, this guy, like, I, I, I really liked the final scene. It, it was fun. It's something new that I had not seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a residential Mike Myers. Like I just picture this guy yeah. with like he buys the new calendar every year, and like as soon as he's getting close to Halloween, he's just like, "Oh man, like six more sleeps." <laughs> yeah, you know what? I it just occurred to me, but I think one of the things that I really disliked about the setup here is that they they tried to follow that trope of the like the slow stock, like the dude. Who just he never has to run anywhere. He just is somehow able to walk and find his prey and is able to stalk them for an entire night and not lose them and not get noticed. I guess because he's not running. But it's still frustrating to me that like I don't know, I guess it's supposed to inspire dread because it's like this implacable fucking force coming at you. Yeah, I I think that at least the setting gives some allowance for that because they're they're not going anywhere, right? Like they're clearly mm-hmm. choosing to enjoy their night at this park, uh, opposed to leaving. Even when she gets a pretty good feeling that something's amiss, mm-hmm. they keep hanging out. Um, the area that kind of got me was when she's in the washroom. Mm-hmm. He, he follows her in. I, I, I've seen it in a few films, but it's always unusual to me when there's a scene of someone in a washroom, a public wa- in a highly populated place, and like for a day for a long time. That seems like, hey, I don't know, that's a pretty bold, bold move to go in there after her. I think, <laughs> okay, I think what you said was something like. Yeah. Something, something, public washroom, pretty bold move to go after somebody who just went in there alone because it's a pretty public place. So if you're going in there to, like, kill somebody, 
it's pretty likely that you get caught. It's kind yeah, of what, kind of what like, you're saying, right? I would imagine like I'm gonna walk in here, and then immediately, some woman's gonna be like, "Hey, what are you doing in here?" Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, this guy's actually hoping, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get, like, four minutes before someone else, like, has to. Like, there are so many people here. I'm amazed that that washroom had one person for a second. Yeah. Actually, this dude kind of is, like, the luckiest dude in the world. He finds so many situations where there's just, like, he can get his one-on-one kills and nobody's around and nobody sees anything. This is another indicator of why the buddy system is a good idea. Use the buddy system. Use the buddy system. Go nowhere. Josh and I pee together all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we hold it for each other, but that's just the kind of friends that we are. (laughs) I asked if you had to go back when we left, and you said no. (laughs) No, not that kind of hold it. Oh, gross. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really nice that your mind went to just holding in your pee. (laughs) No, 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 I can wait. Yeah, I hold in my pee for my buddies all the time while um, I'm holding their dicks. This this is like such a stupid thing to like there's a scene like they they get the 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 security guard involved and <laughs> he basically says like listen there's nothing I can do to help you. Yeah. It's it's a you know due to like it's these people's jobs to scare you. My hands are tied. Why do they even have security? Name, Good, name an instant. Actually, like, fair does point. Does someone need to get actually killed before he's like, hey, I mean, I would love to help. <laughs> like, well, I mean, and then, there's already three or four people dead at this point when they finally talk to him. Yeah, like, g- g- it should not be that hard to get the police involved. And But I do, I do totally understand him, though, because she's, like, describing who this killer is, and that's literally every, every employee of the park. But... If there's something happening, shut it down. Yeah, and it's 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 the way in which he speaks to her, like complete disbelief, and he caps it all off with like, "Welcome to Hellfest." No, 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 no. And first off, so not only is that a stupid line, a stupid a stupid thing for a security guard to say, disrespectful. Would he have said the name if he was working at someplace like Spooky Sam? fantastic scare house definitely like, not would he say the full thing each time like hey guys i'm sorry my hands are tied welcome to spooky sam's fantastic scare house home <laughs> of the original scare like, <laughs> like just, just just say sorry man yeah. and leave yeah welcome to Hellfest. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, watch out for the spooky security like, is, he just, is he in costume for the park like, he's probably not he's, even a real security he, guard you figured Absolutely. it out. You figured it out. There are no security yeah, guards no, no. because yeah. it's Hellfest. I take it all back. It was a great line. Excellent move. <laughs> yeah. Very scary. Uh, okay. Speaking of members of authority, when the cops finally show up and they like come to rescue um, Natalie and Brooke, first of all, I like that both of them survive. I think that's pretty cool because usually it's a final girl single. Mm. Um but when they show up, they go to go after this killer and they enter the, the haunted house with all those strobing lights and all the effects live and everything. All of these things have to have a kill switch. Like if you show up, you're like, okay, shut it down. There's a fucking killer on the loose. 
Like, it just seems so crazy to me that everything was still going on. Like, spooky sound effects and, like, animatronic shit. And it's like, yo, the cops are here. Like, fucking turn the lights on and shut it off. Yeah, like, who runs this place? Like, all right, guys, kill the lights. Sorry, we have to keep them running. <laughs> it's that spooky. <laughs> Welcome to Hellfest. Is that Dr. Soup? Um, he, he spans his genres. He's, yeah, totally. Soup's, hey, man, soup can be spooky. <laughs> you look awfully nervous, officer. Rest your fingers and have some soup. I did. Okay, sorry. That, no, that scene with... Um, I don't remember the name of this actor, but he played the Candyman, and he was in, like, Platoon and all that, like, that, that dude. He's a spooky guy. When that started happening, before the Taylor character almost got beheaded, I actually kind of thought that this movie was going in a different direction, and that they had actually entered hell. And, like, that was going to just, like, switch, and, like, the last third of the movie was going to be them realizing, like, they're, they're in hell or something. That, like, ooh. I thought maybe that would be, like, a cool way to go with it. Yeah, that would have been almost, like, I mean, yeah, it might not necessarily have fit on account of, like, uh, Natalie and Brooks seem like they're actually good people, but... Right. Uh, just... Except that they talked about this mysterious problem she's having in her in her past. Maybe she, they, they, maybe she was a yeah, drunk driver good. and killed a family. So she's off to yeah. college, quote-unquote. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, I think we just made this movie way better. <laughs> and Brooke, um, oh, she's come... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, here we go. Quick rewrite. Natalie comes back... Natalie comes back to visit her friend Brooke, who she killed as the passenger while she was drunk driving. They also killed an entire family... So that's why she's in hell, but she comes to visit Brooke because Brooke is like her tether to to the afterlife. So they that's how she ends up in hell. That's all I got. I wanna start <laughs> writing. I wanna start writing. Oh. Hellfest right. two, Hellier. Uh, yeah, the uh the dude in the mask is definitely someone that she also pancaked with like a semi truck or something. Yeah, that's the last thing she saw before she killed herself from the grief and the guilt. And she totally forgot. Yeah, because she's in hell. I nice. like it. I like it. Okay, I feel better about this movie now. I, I do like the idea. Like, I think that uh, that segment where you're talking about could have taken the film in like a yeah, like look at this hand and like there's actually something like mm -hmm. far more interesting happening here. Like, I, I think like that. Yeah, like the the film could have had a a cooler, more intriguing second half. Mm -hmm. Have they? It, yeah, it was a little bit too predictable, and uh, with with the exception of the very end, which I thought added some much-needed spice, yeah, it, it was a very one-note dish. Mm -hmm. But, once again, I, I liked a lot of aspects for it. I think my, my main takeaway is I really like this as a background film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't even know if I could say that I really like it as a background film, but... Um... I'll probably end up seeing... I, I might end up seeing again. Uh, I don't know. Like I've said a few times, I really like Amy Forsyth, so I'll probably watch it strictly for her sake. Um, and again, like, 
one thing this film did really well for the most part was dialogue. So like it, it's not all bad and it's not all disappointing. It's just, yeah, I don't know. What would you, do you have anything more to talk about it, about, about it? I got, I got nothing. Okay. What, um, what, uh, what kind of rating are we looking at? All right. Let me, let me give it a little bit of thought. We'll just, <laughs> I'm going to leave all the dead in here. Great. Here for suspense. Fuck yeah. Um, Oh, Damn it! I was just—I totally forgot that we didn't mention the photo booth. So if me—I can't—I can't use those photos as a as a metric. And we could just oh, talk here we, about the photo booth. I'll just go. Sixty heads smashed out of a hundred. Mm. Uh, I do think though, like I'm just gonna add that I, I think that a lot of other people are gonna like this film far more than myself. It, it, it's got a lot of polish. It just missed a lot of notes for myself. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go the opposite route where. Um... I'm going to give it like 51 smashed heads. And I think that people are going to really dislike it way more than we did. I think we I think we really came in the middle and can see the merits. Because despite the way we talk about things and shit on things all the time, we are pretty positive people when it comes to reviewing people's art and trying to find the good in things. So as many problems as I had with this, it's still got a passing grade. Um, I would still recommend it. This is, again, like a dip-your-toes-in-the-horror-pool kind of film. <laughs> this is your drowning pool. <laughs> oh, why didn't I give it 60 drowning pools? <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. Yeah, no, I went with the... I make fun of all the cliches, and I rate it based on head smashed. Oh. I don't. You, you didn't even go hammer smashed face. Oh man, we're really we're not on our game today. You know what? This is as good as we deserve mm-hmm. for for all the 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 nasty things that we've said about Hellfest. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's fun. I this is a film I'm really interested to hear other people's opinions on. I mm-hmm. yeah. So if you got some, if you have some thoughts. Dive on in. Josh just made a very excited face. What do you got? Oh, no. I was just excited because I thought you were going to do the plugs today. Oh, do you want me to do the plugs? I don't know. Do the plugs, man. I always do it and I sound sad and desperate. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel sad and desperate all the time? (laughs) Life been rough? Quarantine can be painful, so come on down to cddlpod at gmail.com. You can also reach us at cddlpod on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you, especially about this film. We're so excited to talk about it. We're excited to talk about anything. We have no one to talk to aside from each other. So please, you know, I know you've been thinking and you're just as anxious as we are. So please let this be the episode that you finally bite the bullet. You send us that fantastic Beautifully written email so that you don't perturb Josh, or just a nice sloppy DM on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical night. I'll know if you don't. How's that? Damn, that was really nice. But you forgot to ask them for their dick pics. Okay, please send nudes. Don't actually, no, 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 no. We're not getting caught up in that. Oh, man. Legal problem. 18, <laughs> 18 and up only. And that's, and that's 18 anyone. Canadian years. I am not accepting. If you send them, I'm sending them right back and then I'm calling the police.
Let's see what we get.